Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is 612. It is June 12th. It is 2019. It's Relationship Wednesday. I actually can't believe we're already on Wednesday. I keep feeling like we're still doing Monday over and over again. I don't know why, but we are in my mind. But today is Wednesday. The show we're doing today, I have to say, I heard a statement that um, some parents found out their kids, their, their son was getting married because he posted it online. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. You know, he posted that he's getting married instead of telling his parents and missed the opportunity to see their faces, to, to hug each other, to just enjoy that moment. And then I realized, you know, for people who grew up, like walked into technology, they're already in that age, depending on where you live. Some areas, people do get married younger because they can afford to. But it's so interesting because that thought, like, boomerangs into how relationships have changed to such a point that I can't even imagine going out with anybody that you can't research. Think about that. And I'm, you know, I'm older. I'm not looking to go out with anybody. But if I were in that position, I would be looking. I did do it before because you want to make sure that, you know, this person isn't a a serial dater, isn't, you know, out with a bunch of women all at one time and all of them virtually. And that has been the case on so many people that I know, so many women who tell me, oh, this man is special and this man is this and and on and on. I'm like, well, did you ever meet him? No. Well, we Skype sometimes. I'm like, How do you, what is that? Is that a relationship? That's an emotional relationship. Or you see a picture of someone and and you decide in your mind that whoever they are is who you think they are. But you don't know that. Not good or bad. Sometimes it works out better and sometimes it's a little scary. But how we meet, how we eat, where we shop, how we communicate, how we view each other, making announcements, putting out invitations, taking our disagreements. If and when we break up, it goes to the wire. It goes to social media. You get to see the new partner. You get to see where they go. You get to see where you've been. It changed our entire inventory of every aspect of our relationship. 
even to the point, even to the point that sexual relationships have been affected. This is a statistic I said on an earlier show, and I'm going to repeat it for this one, was that that childbirth has fallen by 30%. I know in the United States, and I think I read that it carried over into our world, but let's just stick with the U.S. because that one I know for sure, 30%. That includes teen pregnancies. Very rarely do we hear about a teen pregnancy today. Back in my day, you got pregnant, you disappeared for about six months, you came back. The baby was either put up for adoption or raised by the girl's family. And sometimes, and I, I, I know of instances where this has happened, the child thought that they were the brother or sister of the actual mother because that's how deep the secrets went. But technology has given us just everything from how to meet dating groups, being able to know before you sit down with somebody across the table for coffee, you know a lot about them. Now you're going to meet them to see if there's chemistry, to see if there's anything there past what you thought was there, because that's something you can't put there, the actual meeting. Young children do not catch facial expressions very quickly because they are not used to getting their information that way. What they're used to is getting their information by reading it or seeing it in a clip. The way we view love is did the guy or the girl put on their Facebook page that they are in a relationship or not? Because if they don't put it, they're letting that door stay open. But if they do put it, then they're being, you know, steadfast and ready. I know that sounds funny. And some people just make a choice to not even visit their relationship on social media. They don't want that to be anybody's business. Because sometimes it just isn't depending on why you're on social media. But your kids growing up, we're in everybody's family album. We see the whole thing. We see the status of the relationship. Sometimes by a picture, we're like, oh, something's not right there. And other times we're like, wow, they're really in love. And you can tell. We have become so good at evaluating photos in clips, even statuses, and all the hidden meanings. It's like somebody breaks up and all of a sudden all their statuses for a few weeks until they begin to heal are all about it. You end up finding out exactly why they broke up. Or when somebody first falls in love and you 
start seeing all those statuses and you go, wow, something's different. And then everyone's asking, did you meet someone? Or they're going on like that. Interesting, huh? We have become so in tune. It's like when we first started to text and everyone's like, God, my fingers are too big. And our phones were smaller than the I-10s or 8s or 7s that we have now. And, or the Samsungs or, you know, all these bigger screens. And people were doing it, and they called it fat finger syndrome. They couldn't actually text well. And now we can text in a second. Now we could actually do dictation as well. But we can go fast because we have acquired the skills and honed the skills to do that. But now, instead of picking up the phone and hearing the voice of our partner, we text them. Where are we going for dinner? Oh, let's go here. Oh, let's do that. Okay, here's the address. You look up the address, you go. Everything is like boom, boom, boom. The interesting part of all of this is it didn't actually give us more time together. You would think that technology did. It did give us more space to research in, to paint a picture of where we're at emotionally, physically, with people, with our jobs, with our lives. We get to display our relationships because we're so happy we have them. We don't know who to tell. We find out we have thousands of people to tell. We keep in touch with people. We feel like we visited someone when we've been on their page and gave them a a like or a love. And then you say, oh, you know, I have my cousin in in Brazil, and yeah, we communicate daily. And you feel like your families have gone out for dinner. The same feeling, that same good feeling, like you just spent the night with them because now all we have to do is go to their page and find everything out. We don't even have to go to dinner to ask each other anything. A lot of times you're going to see somebody, you're like, I already know where they're at. What are we going to talk about? We already know everything. And and so many times I've gone out and people that I maybe I haven't been on their page because sometimes you just get busy and you're not home to do that. And they'll say, well, you know, I put it on social media as though you saw it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to it yet. Because they, in their mind, believe when they made that announcement, all of their friends have seen it. So how does that affect a one-on-one relationship? Maybe it's someone you are married to or living with or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, which in that case, those are the either touchiest or the best. Because if anything goes on in one or the other's life, you post a picture, let's say you're dating, you, you're not sure if you're that committed yet or not, and then the person you're dating said they were busy the night before and didn't say where or why or when, not that it's wrong or right, it just said they were busy, and then you see the next day pictures of them at a concert with other friends. What happens to you? You feel left out. What happens when they call you? You're like, oh, it looks like you had fun last night feeling hurt. 
can't say it, don't want to infringe or impose, your feelings are hurt. It's, it's such an interesting world. And then you can't get it out of your head that you think, wow, they had a blast last night. Why wasn't I invited? And then maybe you mention it and they say, oh, well, we bought the tickets before we've met. I'm sorry, I should have told you that. If they were sensitive to your needs, they may have told you prior if you were close enough. Because sometimes in the beginning when things are happening, so much is going on that things like that, you know, they just don't get stated. Not funny. But let's talk about people who live in the same house. How has technology affected their lives? In some ways, it's great. You can communicate with your kids so you have that peace of mind all day long. Unless they don't communicate, and then you're freaked out until they do. But with your partner, they are associating communication through text with a pretty healthy relationship, which I was surprised because I thought, gosh, they're talking to text all day. When do they see each other? But that's the whole thing. A lot of times we would go the whole day without seeing each other. And at other times we, we don't have the space to call. Let's say we're in a meeting. Let's say we're in a desk like in a cubicle where we can't talk without everybody hearing us. We're driving somewhere and we dictate, hey, I love you. Hey, have a good day. Or you just send an emoji or whatever it is, it's a touch. It's a presence of mind considered one in this day and age that you're thinking of them. They have associated it to dopamine effect where you, you know, you're texting and you know you're okay. And then if they don't text, you start thinking, Well, wait, what's different today? Well, they must be busy or, oh, that's right, they were going to be in this meeting and they can't bring their phones in. I know companies, (laughs) I know this sounds funny, but they do it, where everybody has to put their phone in a basket before they walk into the meeting because they really want people present. So I thought about that and I thought, well, once we get home, because our phones can go for 24 hours, it's nothing new that we can't stop our phones, especially now because we use them for research, we use them for banking, we use them for music, we use them. The phone part of our phone is actually one of the least used features on our phone, is actually using it to talk. We shop on our phones. We get back to people on our phones. We don't go to a mailbox. We go to an email box. Mailboxes are, they're not outdated yet. There's still the snail mail factor, but everything is in that phone. It is a computer that functions as a phone as opposed to a phone that functions as a computer. So I thought, what if just maybe when you get home for dinner, Everybody puts their phones in a basket at the door. Why not? So I ran that by a couple of 
a couple of relationships and they looked at me like I was nuts. What do you mean? What if I miss something? What if the kids want to get, I said, but if you're having dinner, probably the kids are home. Right. Or maybe you could put the basket in the kitchen. But just get it away from your hands. Because what most people told me is that they naturally grab it, naturally check, don't even think about it. There isn't even a thought process between grabbing it and checking to see if anybody in this world tried to contact you within the last 10 minutes of your life. People used to take a newspaper or magazine into the restroom. They take their phones. So then you go to your partner, hey, what happened? Did you fall in? Like, where, where did you go? Oh, I was playing games on my phone when I went to the bathroom. When they told me that one, I, I got a good laugh because I love playing. I play words with friends, and I'm always – it's good because it challenges your mind. And, and then I play another game called Boggle, but I never take it in the restroom because I, I probably won't come out. But it, I, I do those things because they say as you get older – it keeps your mind quick, and I think it does because my memory has gotten better, and I love those games. And Bago, like, times you for two minutes. You have to come up with as many words. So your brain is boom, 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 boom. So my, my thing is, well, it makes the relationship better, right? I can think clearer. But seriously, people text. People have full-on affairs within their relationship, emotional affairs with other people. I've had grown men in their 60s who had emotional affairs with younger women in a relationship. And they did not view that as cheating because nothing sexual happened. But then one of the men came to me. There was only two, but one of them came to me and said, she doesn't want to text anymore. I am devastated. And it, it showed me how powerful an emotional affair is. If you are in a relationship, you are not doing yourself a favor to have somebody you're texting to that that gives you that dopamine hit like oh my gosh somebody's thinking of me look at what they said he was devastated to the point that he came to me for help he just needed a place to talk he didn't know how he got there and he has a full relationship he's he's married he is respected in the community that he serves. He has a child. And everything that you see is working. And yet he got caught up in this and it shocked the heck out of him. Because the older we are, the more foreign Technology really is to us because we have lived without it. We grew up without it. 
So we don't think that it can grab us into any kind of addictive type behaviors. But that was going on. The people around him had no clue. So what happened to him was when he had to grieve, when he was going through the sadness of that loss, he had to go through it alone. Because what was he going to say? And the partner couldn't help, which made him feel further away from the partner and like he had a secret. And it was just, it was a sign of our time. And when you could just put your phone anywhere in the house and forget where it is, and then go look for it when you need it, that's actually a really good sign because you have the attachment in perspective. Technology is a great tool, but it has replaced a lot of the emotionality that goes on in a relationship. We have to be careful about those things because we are learning, not that they're bad, but we are learning where to balance technology and our relationship and where we really need to start because while we're gone and we text each other and we tell each other everything that's going on, by the time we get home, we already know how each other's day has played out. But when we're home and we're physically there, it's probably good to be physically there and mentally there. There is a a young lady, beautiful lady, and, you know, she couldn't wait. And this, this actually happened to me as well. But when I hear it from other people, for some reason, it sounds more shocking because When you're in something, you think, but it happened to me a while ago, not in the recent future, but, or in the recent past, but what happened was, you know, you drive over to see someone you're seeing. You can't wait to see them. Takes you 45 minutes to get there. You get there. You go out, you have dinner. You get back home. And then they want to see a show on Netflix on an iPad. So they go and they sit down in their corner of the couch and they pull out their iPad and they're watching the show without you. Now, what do you do for an hour? Why are you there? Why did you drive over there? How do they not see that? And they're so in their own world with their relationship, which turns out to be the first relationship, is with the technology, not with the person. So then what happens to you? You go home because you want your time back because now you're held hostage. And there you go. There it goes. Being connected emotionally is the most saddest feedback we ever get in our lifetime in our lifetime 
that's what we strive for. That's what we look for is that reciprocation, that energy exchange. And technology doesn't exchange energy with the partner. It exchanges it with the apparatus, with whatever it is that you're holding in your hand or looking at. If we can just talk about what's great about technology and let it be the way TVs were, we can turn them off and walk away. We can help our relationships not be better, stronger, or greater, but we can keep the energy exchange going, which is what keeps relationships going. I remember as far back as Blackberries. I don't know if anyone remembers the Blackberries when those came out. That was prior to the iPhones. And they asked people if they had to choose what they would give up at night before they went to bed, sex or their Blackberries. They chose sex. You know what that did to advertisers who were selling everything based on sex? They had to shift because they want to sell products. All they care about is selling products. So they sold through technology. Wow, look at this great video you could see. This is, look at this great message you could get. Oh, look at how fast this happened. And that was prior to our YouTube channels. That was before we had even half of what we have now on our phones. And that was so true that the birth rate dropped. And now they're like, oh, geez, we don't have enough people to work to feed into Social Security. Why? Because of technology. There's many great advantages to technology in a relationship. But I think that each couple should visit and then revisit over time how much of it they want to affect their daily lives in their relationships. Technology has become many people's best friend. And it's not a person. So when there are in countries, I know in Japan they've done it, where they have created robots that mimic people, has the daily use of technology prepared us for that? We just need a robot? We don't even need a real person? Is there a way for us to balance technology and human Humanality, I want to call it, just to give it a name. Because does technology kind of bypass that human factor a little bit because it feels as good? Or maybe sometimes better, you can click and get what you want. You don't even have to argue with anyone. You don't have to disagree. You don't have to do anything. You just click away. You don't like something, you go to something else. And then when someone disagrees with you, you get exhausted. You're like, oh, my God, that's just too much work. Let it be too much work. Let yourself face that. I hear a lot of people tell me they're lonely, and then when I find out they're in relationships, I get sad. 
because sometimes we go, we want relationships. We can't wait to find somebody that means something to us. We can't wait. And then what happens when we do that? We go to a screen and let that be more important. And we lose that person and we say, oh, it's okay. I didn't like them anyway. I'll find somebody better. That doesn't happen that fast, that easily. And then you go to technology to find yet another person. There's people who found people on dating sites. And then they go back to that dating site to see that person. And they find out that person does not say they're in a relationship. That's a good red flag. Something to talk about, something to visit. So technology has a lot of answers. But it should be within the confines of balancing it with your relationships. And I really believe it's it's a topic to be discussed so that you both know and have a perspective of where that's going. Because it does rival the nature of our relationships. And the older we are, the more we can see that. And the younger we are, the harder it is to see that. Because maybe a successful relationship to someone younger is that you posted pictures of the two of you together. Times have changed. And now we can adjust and readjust how we want those changes to affect our lives. I can't believe my time is over. This topic, I can go on all afternoon. But I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.